So you're lying to me, Jeremy. Kind of. Every day we do this podcast. Every, I mean, they're, and uh, they're as good as they're going to get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm always battling the levels. Let's be real with the people. Uh. I, think they're, I think they're clipping right now. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? This is the Early Show Later Podcast. I'm Karis. Hey, I'm Jeremy. This is episode 68. Oh, and we don't even have a title. Oh, right. Let's uh, call it, uh, I don't know. Let's call it. Work it out live on the show here. Uh, ball Buster. <laughs> no, no. Let's not call it that. Let's call it <laughs> Hoverboards. <laughs> All right. We're putting it together. Hoverboard ball buster. Yes, hoverboard ball buster. I don't understand the ball buster part. I, don't I just, understand. I've always, and maybe it was just a thing that me and my brother did, but we called blockbuster ball buster. Oh, okay, that's some inside baseball. Yeah, and I realize that's now, I realize now saying that out loud that that was just something that me and my brother did. Yeah. So I understand now why you don't understand because you're not my brother. Um, But yeah, we used to, you know, we would, the two of us, we would go and rent movies together sometimes. And we from would, ball buster. From ball buster and be like, hey, want to go to ball buster and get a video like okay sure what up bro and then yeah. we go to ball buster and rent let's ourselves get some a doritos and a pepsi okay bro yep okay i get it i see it okay so right. hoverboard ball buster right that's there inside baseball that happened right there <laughs> all right what's our table of uh, audio contents we will be talking about the irony of netflix and blockbuster and how those two brands collide again o- again oddly enough and we've got Debate Club today, which involves movie props. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah, that is a fun one. We get a little real and talk about burned out moms in the pandemic. And, of course, Barge Watch 2021. Barge Watch 2021 continues as Green Day Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Good morning. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy. It's 6.06. Barge is not moving until Sunday. I like, uh, was it Emily last night speculating on what's in the barge? Emily's like, wished it was a, a Russian nesting doll. Yes. A barge inside a barge and a smaller barge. And can you imagine how small the littlest barge is oh right in the God, center? Oh my God, it'll be adorable. Oh. Emily, it's filled with wood chips, which is not as exciting. <laughs> but I liked, <laughs> I liked the Russian nesting doll of barges. That's incredible. Uh. Uh, I wish that that's what it was. Anyway, that makes it good news because, yes. you know, we like to make jokes. Um, you know what's nice about the barge? But we, it's not an environmental calamity. That's exactly it. We can actually joke about the barge because, yeah, it's not filled with toxic chemicals or oil products that yeah, might like leach into the ocean. shipping container catastrophe that happened before the flood, which was filled with, like, mining chemicals and industrial cleaners. And that just, like fell into the ocean. Yeah, you know, not to mention all the fridges and kids' toys and stuff like yeah, that. So this is just wood chips, which, yeah. you know, if some of it spills out, okay, it's not the end of the world. 
Uh, but the barge, you know, they had, what, one tugboat trying to move it the other day. That's not enough. The Poor littlest, little tug watching the little video. Tugboat. Oh, it was so adorable. I want to make like a cartoon about down. it. It's so cute. It was trying so hard. It was trying as hard as. <laughs> and it couldn't do it. I can't pull it. <laughs> it's so heavy. Um, so now it's going to sit there until at least Sunday uh, when I guess maybe they're going to bring a tugboat friend to help out maybe. I'm not sure what the plan is. But this leaves a few days of opportunity. There could be some kind of pop-up something. You know, maybe it's like a pop-up vaccine clinic on the barge or maybe a pop-up uh uh, cafe or potentially maybe we could have some sort of a performance like could we have a performance in the barge like could we uh, could some bands come out and do like barge band kind of reminds me of like you know back in the day going to my buddy's uh, cabin on the lake and we had a party boat right we used to have this party boat this could be a party boat it's a flat surface it's big and tall yeah that's right I love that idea Women are leaving the workforce in droves. Good morning. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy. That was Meg Myers running up that hill on 1027 The Peak. And I think that's what a lot of women are feeling in this pandemic, just running up that hill. It is a constant, constant battle. Just you're trying to get to the top and you never quite get there. Um it's being called the Great Resignation. This is apparently sort of the word know. for it. Yeah, I've yeah. read lots of articles about that. People in general just leaving the workforce and then working uh, parents and especially working mothers even more so. That's right. Than any demographic. Yeah. According to an RBC study published in the spring, it found that 100,000 working age Canadian women have completely left the workforce since the pandemic started. And the figure for men is more than 10 times smaller. And I think that this is just the pandemic pressing on a pressure point like it's been doing. The pandemic finds the little pressure points, whatever it might be, and it presses real hard. And it just, it sort of then turns a problem that's always been there into, it kind of blows it up. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're a working mom, you're, you were already at a high a high level. Exactly. And then now it's like, oh, your kids are home from school randomly all the time now? You know what I mean? It's like you can't even count on them to be in school. Yeah, exactly. And what's happening with your job? You know, are you trying to do your job from home as well? And then everything is happening at home. And it's like, how do you even function? Or maybe you don't have childcare for your children or who knows how your job has been affected by the pandemic. But then if your job is affected by the pandemic, then that also hits you at home in a really big way because of the for for women, given the fact that, you know, our employment, when we make children with our bodies, our employment starts to become a little haphazard. And so it's always been very difficult to try and try and juggle the home life and that feeling of I want to look after the kids as well as then also doing your, you know, I get paid to do this job outside of the home job as well. And it's just, it's too much. Like it's never been easy. 
it's never been easy to do it. And quite frankly, it feels like a real privilege to be able to have the opportunity to even try and have a career and a family at the same time as a woman. It's so, so incredibly difficult. And I think this is just the pandemic is just like, oh, yeah, you know what? It was hard before and it's even harder now. And this is just showing how difficult it really has always been. Can we talk about you yesterday? Yeah. You yesterday. Yeah. We do this job and then you're like, I got a piece. Like, can we get through our work? Like, you're like, can we get through our work quickly? Because one of your children sick, right? And if you got the sniffles now, you you don't go to school. No, that's exactly it. You're like, my kid's probably fine. Can't go to school. No. So you're like, I got to go. Husband's at work. You're at work. You know, who's taking the day off? And in your case, it was yesterday. It was like, hey, we got to. We got to roll. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and that's just, you know, that's one tiny little example. From yesterday. Yeah, exactly. From yesterday. And this is happening all over the place. Times, yeah. Every woman and many parents, but every woman across Canada that works and has a family. Yeah. It's mine. Right? Classic. Yeah. Jane's Addiction, Big Caught Stealing. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy, 620. Uh, So, Karis, they had this huge uh, auction. And, you know, I love my auctions for iconic movie items because I'm slowly building my personal collection. Imagine. Imaginary personal collection. Uh, Man, it was iconic movie props from a company called The Prop Store. And it is a collectible company that's very famous. They have locations in London and Los Angeles. And they have, I mean, iconic movie props. This last auction had like a Spider-Man suit from an, I can't remember which Spider-Man, but you know, when you see it, you're like, oh, I think it was um, not Tom Holland and not the dude from Cider House Rules, the middle one there. Andrew Garfield. Oh. They had a Batman costume. Um, The hoverboard from Back to the Future 2 sold for $500,000. They had a million dollars. Half a million dollars. Hoverboard from Back to the Future that that doesn't actually hover. Doesn't actually hover. But looks awesome. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, The helmet that Russell Crowe wore in Gladiator, uh, that went for about $300,000. Wilson from Castaway. Wilson! The volleyball? The volleyball. Wilson with the handprint. Yeah, that floated away. That floated away. Wilson! Um, a model, an X-Wing model they used in Return of the Jedi to film, because they use little models, right, to film yeah. the space scenes. Yeah. One of those models, like $300,000. Karis, if you had $300,000, but you had to spend it on something dumb, so that's a stipulation. Yeah. Are you getting the Back to the Future hoverboard? The helmet from Gladiator, Wilson from Castaway, or the X-Wing model from Return of the Jedi? Even though it doesn't actually do what it's supposed to do, I'd have to go with the Back to Future hoverboard. You think so? It doesn't work. Yeah, but it's Back to the Future. It's signed by Michael J. Fox. Okay, see? And the actor who played Biff, no one knows his name. Okay, yes, see, I'm in. Okay, because it's a statement piece. At Michael J. Fox, one of my first favorite actors and also i just love back to the future i grew up on that and it it is a statement piece and it i mean isn't it pink it's like, pink too? It's like brightly it's colored. very 90s it looks like uh, jams shorts from the 90s it's yeah like whoa so i that i feel like that would be you know 
in in my house somewhere. I don't know. I'd find a place for it. I think that would be cool. None of this stuff is practical. But if I had to spend $300,000 on something dumb, I think I would go the helmet from Gladiator. Because it's a helmet. It will protect my dome from concussion, which is a serious concern in sport these days. Yes. I could wear it bike riding. That yes. would be fine. Make me compliant with the rules of the road. And in the event I need to battle to the death uh, in front of an audience, it could come in clutch. Yeah. So the most practical of all these things, I might say, is the gladiator helmet. Yeah, I, I suppose. We Although, asked, you know, we, interestingly enough, looking at the Twitter poll, because, yeah. We, we asked the peak audience. And so far, the X-Wing model from Jedi is far and away at almost 60%. You think there's the like Star Wars right like now. fan like just there's that much fandom for it like of all the things the X-wing model I know I know but maybe it's because practically you could put it you know on a shelf better you know like what do you realistically unless you're wearing the gladiator helmet to go bike riding you know it's maybe harder to find a place for the helmet no, well I mean I'd wear it in the bedroom for role play I mean there's yeah. a lot of options so that's a good point so many options X-Wing there. models number one by a lot yeah maybe it's just the Star Wars fans are, have, have answered this poll so far anyway you can check it out um, at The Peak on Twitter if you want to take part you can always call or text you had $300,000 gotta buy something dumb Back to the Future Hoverboard Helmet from Gladiator Wilson from Castaway X-Wing model from Jedi Call or text Harris and Jeremy, 604-280-1027. Good morning, guys. It's Lisa calling. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to let you know that uh, people might be interested to see there's a front-end loader on Night Street between 43 and 44, just sitting there in the left-hand lane. Sorry, so they'd be interested to see the loader, like, bring your four-year-old. There's a real tractor in the middle of the road. Yes, either bring your four-year-old or your 85-year-old neighbor. Yes, absolutely. I mean, fun times for all, especially commuters. But for commuters, uh, really? be aware. <laughs> yes, that's that be aware, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Lisa, if you were to spend $300,000 on a useless movie prop, uh, what would you spend it on? Would you spend it on the Back to the Future hoverboard, a gladiator helmet, Wilson from Castaway, or an X-Wing model from Return of the Jedi? Oh, X-Wing model. This girl's a Star Wars fan, 100%. That is such a popular one. Yeah, it is. It's currently neck and neck with Back to the Future hoverboard. Well, see, if the Back to the Future hoverboard worked... Yeah, but the model doesn't work. Story. You're not flying the X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess, but I'm more of a uh, I'm more of an empire than I am a rebel. So, okay, okay. How about this? So, does this sweeten the pot? That hoverboard is signed by Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly himself. Nah. Wow. Really? Okay. Wow. okay. All right. I like okay. your style. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the phone call. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Karis, this next story you have is bonkers to me. Use small words because I got hit in the head a bunch doing medieval sword fighting as a child. And you weren't wearing proper... I was wearing a helmet, but we learned earlier on the program that, that didn't do a lot against, for me. You know, exactly. You still got concussed probably. Yeah, many times. Yeah, yes. I fought these giant Viking dudes. I was like 17 years old. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't get you me were started. 17? I was a, yes, I was a virgin for a long time. <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah, it was super cool. <laughs> so this story that might just kind of blow your mind with irony is that Netflix 
is bringing back Blockbuster. It's ordered a multi-season, or sorry, not multi-seasons, multi-episode comedy about Blockbuster, based in a Blockbuster. So it's like a sitcom, maybe? Yes, that's exactly it. It's a comedy um, starring... Uh, what's his name? Uh, that guy. That guy. Uh, he was in Randall Park. They're all right. Okay, I love Randall Park. Yeah. He's hilarious. Uh, so it's going to be of you know, haha, sort of like a funny. I work at Blockbuster, and this is the show. Ten episodes apparently is what Netflix has ordered, and it's about Randall Park's character working in a Blockbuster. Does it say? Is it set in the nineties, the early two thousands? Uh, it doesn't go into that, no, um, but it is from Vanessa Ramos, who previously developed Superstore and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. That could be quite good. Both yeah. those shows are funny. Yeah. Uh, whenever we're back in uh, Victoria, my daughter was born in Victoria. She's a teenager now, but, you know, she spent her formative early years in Victoria. We always loved to drive to our old neighborhood in Vic West, and we're like, that used to be a blockbuster. <laughs> My daughter is like, what? I know. She was like, what even is that? I'm like, we used to go there on Friday nights when you were just a baby and your mother and I couldn't go out because we'd be home with you. So we'd rent a movie. I do that to my kids too as I'm driving around Vancouver. I'm like, oh, that used to be a huge blockbuster. And they're like, what is a blockbuster that I have to describe to them? One of my favorites is on, it's because now it is like a realty office, which is so Vancouver. It's perfect. 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 Of course, it's a realty office. But it's on the corner of, I think it's Oak and 16th. And it used to be just a like a curved front. It oh, looked wow. very cool. Very the future. Yeah, was exactly. Movie rentals. <laughs> it really was. It was a big blockbuster. <laughs> and now it is no more. It shocks children. Uh, so Heather texted into the show to say, oh, they're making comedies about our youth now. And I'm like, well, that's what it was like when the 70s show was on for my parents, right? They were like, what the? What's going on? <laughs> we had it better then. <laughs> okay. Was there a time where... Blockbuster was going to buy Netflix? Yes, this is really the this richness is, of the irony of Netflix doing a comedy about somebody working in a Blockbuster. The irony is because uh, Blockbuster declined to purchase Netflix for $50 million in 2000. What? Yes. What yes. happened? Uh, well, apparently... Um, it, <laughs> A blockbuster executive said in 2013, we had the option to buy Netflix for 50 million and we didn't do it. They <laughs> they were losing money. They came around a few times. Oh wow, they're like, no thanks, yeah. losers. Pass. Whoa. Pass. Because apparently in you know, in 1998, Blockbuster was mega. You know, it was Blockbuster already uh, for you know, at least a decade had sort of an iron grip on the video rental industry. And so here comes along this little Netflix being like, do you want to buy us? 50 million. What do you think? Pass. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Now Netflix is doing a 10-part sitcom. <laughs> yes. Delicious. Way to go, podcasting. All right. What do we call this one again? Some ball buster? And... Hoverboard ball buster. Good name. Right. Good title. See, and now. You just made that up. Yeah. See how it all just comes together? It all makes sense now, oh. Paris. Once I went on this journey with you, now yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we're so glad that you came on this journey with us, too. Uh, you can tweet us at any time at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, Hogg, H-O-G-G. Tell us uh, uh, what you think about um, things. <laughs> <laughs> what would you select for the prop? That was popular. We got a lot of good write-in votes. Someone wanted the cabin in the land uh, from the original, like, Evil Dead. That's a spooky cabin, too, if you watch the original movie. It's like, holy moly. Could you get a scarier cabin? Imagine if your bud's like, hey, we're going away for the weekend. Check out what I got on Airbnb. I would, like, pull up to it and just be like, nope, and go home. <laughs> it's so scary. Like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to spend the extra dollars and find a Motel 6. I'm not doing yeah. this. I was I- like, hey, man, you're going to murder me? Why did we waste a tank of gas? It could have murdered me at home. <laughs> it didn't have to be here. Yeah, think I'll about s- climate change. Got a great write-in vote for the notebook from the oh, notebook. Oh, that was a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. And then Robbie the Robot, but I couldn't remember what that was from. That was from a very old 50s sci-fi film. I forget what it's called. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was a deep cut, too. Yes. Anyway, we love those deep cuts. Your selections, of course, if you were to pick from from what was sold at auction. Some other things were sold at auction, too, like a Spider-Man outfit, a Batman outfit. There's a lot of cool stuff. But we put up on the poll uh, Wilson from Castaway, the volleyball. Uh, the helmet Russell Crowe wore in Gladiator, the Gladiator helmet. Uh, the hoverboard from Back to the Future 2, 1989. And uh, the winner of the poll as of the, uh, the broadcast of the podcast was um, the X-Wing model from Return of the Jedi. Yes, which would fit very nicely on a shelf somewhere in your house, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, or hang it. Let your kids play with it. Oh, you're playing Star Wars. Don't break it. Yeah, although I guess if you spent $300,000 on it, it's probably not going to be a kid's toy. But then if you're spending $300,000 on a model, like, then you, don't, don't then, you know, money. you probably have enough money to make let it be a kid's yeah, toy. Yeah, like my kid's little power wheel car that he tools around in the backyard is like a Bentley. <laughs> yeah. A plastic Bentley. Plastic $400,000 Bentley. Okay, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. See you later. Bye. Bye. Nothing can kill the Grimace. All right, we're done here.